Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers! Hey, you're listening to today's very, very, very sky. Colin. I played it in reverse. <laughs> uh, that's how you flip it and reverse it. Oh, I was going to say flip it and rip it. Have you ever mind if I play it? Missy Elliott. I was going to say, who says that? It's Missy. Oh, yeah. Misdemeanor Elliott. It, it was Emma Lagasse. <laughs> yeah. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> Was he bam or boom or bang? <laughs> he was shwam. Shwammo! Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember ShamWows? Yeah. Crazy times the 2000s were. That guy who did 2000s. the ShamWow commercial, he got arrested. Yeah. This is, we are cutting edge modern <laughs> news. <laughs> we are up on the times. My new favorite product to make fun of is the Flex Seal. What is that? It's basically just like a band-aid on steroids for your house. <laughs> oh, I've, I've seen that. Didn't that was memed, right? Yeah, it, yeah people are basically just like you can f- like cuz they say like you can flex seal your bow and they just slap it on there. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, like a like, big black sticker yeah. basically, but it's just like super strong tape. Yeah. <laughs> but like water won't get out. Interesting times we're living in. Oh, by the way, welcome to the to the show. Mm-hmm. Swampies. How you doing out there? <laughs> How how many swampies out there have shamwows? Hit us up online and let us know. But before I want to, I want to go back. There's this there's this ad that I keep seeing pop up when I watch videos on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it's for like a depression medication. Have you seen this thing pop uh, up? I don't know. So there's been a lot of ads in the past for antidepressants and stuff like that, and they're usually like a little gray cloud follows like a little cartoon, and it's just like mm, depression stinks. Yeah. But there's this new one where it's just like oh shucks. Heard your depression came back around, doop a doop a doo. <laughs> and if there's one thing that someone with depression would hate, it's is a, that. It, it's a commercial that's just like, oh boy, here comes depression again. <laughs> what are you going to do? It makes it so you don't want to eat and you don't want to fuck. <laughs> I got an idea. Talk to your doctor about philosalixin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Boing. Yeah, like there's nothing appealing because. When I think about depressed people, the last thing I think of is a personality that's just like, <laughs> like that does not appeal to the, to any any of that. They do say that your ads are tailored to you. <laughs> Listen, I don't need you turning the mirror on me. I know my problems. <laughs> I am miserable. I want to die. I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The highlight of my week is talking to you. So, yeah, I am depressed. 
That was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love doing this, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, and I hope that our Swampies out there are loving it. We're actually seeing the numbers arising. Yeah, it's nice. So we get the visibility now. We finally have some fucking analytics that we could actually tell what's going on out there. <laughs> Before it was basically just like... Shooting in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> Pop probably talking to ourselves, but it turns out we're not talking to ourselves. The only analytics before were like, you've released this many episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you've wasted this many hours of your life. <laughs> they actually haven't quantified that because they don't take into account how many hours it takes for us to edit these episodes and put them out and everything. So see the movies, record the episodes, do the research, it's do a the le- editing. Legit there full-time job. Yeah. I, actually, that's a lie. There's no way I spend 40 hours a week doing this. <laughs> yeah, it's I, like maybe 40 a month tops. Yeah, probably. Probably. Just between all the movies. This is, it is, it's a good stress reliever. For sure. Yeah. And boy, have I seen a lot of movies lately. Mm-hmm. So you just got back from your trip in Florida. How was that? Oh, it was really good. Very really nice. Really good. Yeah, we need to talk about a few things about yeah. the trip, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because we have, I mean, we've been texting while you were gone and stuff. We're not just uh, total ghosting each other just because you're in another state uh you're dead to me but <laughs> but but no like this is the first time we've sat down in uh in a little while because we banked a couple episodes before you left because we knew this day was coming, coming. Yes. yeah this day was coming so how was your trip as a whole you went you went down to florida to muck it up with the swampies correct cool that was that was the did intent. you actually run into any swampies no you know, no. what, that's the thing about having a podcast is they only get to hear us. Yeah. So if they saw our faces, maybe we'd get noticed in public more often. I should have worn my, my shirt. I didn't wear my shirt while I was down there. We need to get the shirts that have our faces on it. Yeah. 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 Which you guys can actually get from going to two dudes, You can find our online shop there. You can find archived episodes, written reviews. You could also get access to all of our social media and everywhere you can listen to the podcast. Or you could also leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and get yourself entered in a giveaway. And we can give you one of these shirts that we're talking about Yeah, that has our beautiful faces Just on it. Just do it. You'd be stupid not to. Do it. A buddy of mine actually got our shirt, and it looks awesome. I saw it. Yeah. I need to get like the samples for us because <laughs> I, I worry about it. I want to make sure it's good. Yeah. But, uh, you yeah, know, the trip was awesome and a really great time. I won't go on to everything that we did, but it was it was really nice. Weather was great. A homeless person. Exactly. You tried PCP. <laughs> Weather was really nice. Went out in the ocean, fished a bit. Oh, Ca- that's caught a fishy. That's nice. Ate the fishy. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Raw? No. Did you eat it like an alley cat where you just put the whole fish in your mouth and then you just pulled out its skeleton? I ate it like Gollum in the two towers. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That but, is precious. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but um we went to Universal Islands Adventure the one day. Oh, I love Universal. Yeah, me too. I fucking love it. So I had not been to the Diagon Alley portion of the Harry Potter, like the Wizarding World. Diagonally? Diagon Alley. Because yeah, um, you have to get the park to park pass. Yes. Which is what that was my birthday present from Brianna, which is an awesome present. That is so, very good. Yeah. And we stayed at a resort on like the like near, so we got to get an hour early. So yeah. we did basically everything. In both parks, except for the new Hagrid ride, which did, uh, I didn't get to do the Hagrid ride either. What was the wait time when you went? Because it was five hours. There was no wait time. It was thunderstorming, so they closed all of the roller coasters. Oh, okay. So we only got to ride like the indoor rides. So like your Spider Man's, Hogwarts, and the Simpsons ride. Most of them are like most of the rides are indoors though. I feel like yeah, you know, Transformers, mm-hmm. Fast and Furious. They probably do that intentionally because it's Florida and it rains all the time. Yeah. Like every single day I was there, it rained it exactly from 2 p.m. to about 2.45. 
These, yeah. Just these flash storms, then it would go away. We, but the park has rules where they will not turn the roller coasters back on until it's like something like an hour after the last lightning strike. Okay. Because they don't want someone on the roller coaster and you get zapped, and then they're <laughs> just like, whoops. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, we did everything. It was, it was really great. The one thing, though, that I saw when I was there, and I said to Brianna, I was like, we need to do this for the pod. <laughs> <laughs> for the pod! Was, there's a Fast and Furious ride. Yeah. I at, saw it, but I didn't get to go on it when so, I was there. So it's where um, Earthquake used to be. I don't know if you if you went on Earthquake back in the day or I anything. not. Okay, so Earthquake used to be, it's like a subway car, and then an earthquake happens and shit blows up around you and stuff like that. Oh, no. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> like, <laughs> but so they... they Changed it. Did you go on the King Kong ride? Yes. So it's basically, like it's similar to that. The same design okay. where you're in uh, a bus and the screens on both sides of the bus are 3D like projected images. Yeah. And then you you watch what's happening around you and like the car shakes and shit like that. Yeah. And so, spray with water or something if yeah. whatever happens. So I was, diesel on, pees on you. <laughs> I was online for the ride and um, Brianna like said something like, what, you know, why do you want to do this so bad? I was like, because these movies are so douchey. And yeah, like I just I need to I need, I need to see what what happens to this like what what's gonna happen to us after this and uh, but she was like really they're just street racing movies and I was like when was the last oh, time you no, seen them she, she said she watched one and two and I was like no they're superhero movies now and yeah. they suck I so, <laughs> I was at Walmart today and I almost bought you Fate of the Furious because <laughs> I saw it in a five dollar bin. But it was the only one, and I was like, I don't think this is supposed to be here. But if this is five dollars, I might buy this for Colin, just so I could be like, just so you own it, nice, and you'd have to watch it. Nice coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I but, watched a lot of coasters today too. But um, this is the ride, and um, we we loved it. Yeah, so good. But that's awesome <laughs> in all the worst ways. So you walk into a room first before the ride, and uh-huh. they've got um a video playing of Ludacris talking to you, and then there's a Universal Studios actor or employee acting alongside the video. And basically Ludacris is like, all right, guys, you're our family now. Of course. In the family, family. we got to do one thing. Party. And then, the, and then, yeah. And then the, that's what those movies are about. Party. And then, and then the girl goes, no joke. This, I was trying so hard not to laugh. The girl goes, oh, yeah, the party's going to be the bomb diggity. And then oh, nobody my. said anything. Oh, my God. It was God. silence. And she actually went, she went, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> And then is that part of her script? She has to say bomb diggity. I, I it's got to kill her. She has to know that that's not <laughs> hip. Uh, so that was that was hilarious. But then they let you on the ride. Yeah. And the ride is um, a bus, but it's not just a, pu- a bus. It's a party bus. Awesome. Is there like a stripper pole in there? There's um, neon lights and shit and like party rock is like bumping. Nice. And um, so then like you get in the car and like there's like TVs on the like the ceiling of like the party bus and Ludacris pops up and he's like, okay, fam, we're going to go to the party now. It's off the hook. And then you like go around the corner and granted everything's in 3D. Yeah, and on both sides of you is about sixty women in tight clothing just grinding up on each other. That's awesome. And he's like, "Oh yeah, we're at the party now." And then all Definitely of a sudden, Michael Bay inspired. And, and then all of a sudden, Vin Diesel rises out of the ground on a flatbed truck. Love it. And and then like all the girls like like go around him, and then he like walks up to like the like the front of everyone, and he goes, "See, when you're in the family." This is you get you get to party with the big dogs or something oh like that. Oh my god! And then, and then this guy walks in from like the from the right side and he's like, "Freeze, start back!" And he's got like a gun. And then <laughs> and then you guys are partying too hard in here. <laughs> and then and then all the girls run out. 
And then The Rock walks out with this huge-ass machine gun, and he's like, I got a bigger gun than you, buddy. And then he looks at the camera, and then he does the eyebrow and winks. And, the, and the guy just like drops this gun. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, Foiled again. <laughs> Rather than just shooting him. But then, <laughs> Of course. But then I don't even remember what happens. There may not be anything that happens, but all of a sudden Vin Diesel's like, oh, no. He's getting away. We got to stop him. And then they basically get into a high-speed chase. Yep. So on your right is Vin Diesel in a car. He's just flying. Yeah. And I guess you're flying, too, because you're keeping up with him. Yeah, you're keeping up Um, in this (laughs) giant bus. This party bus is somehow keeping up. (laughs) And on the left side of you is The Rock, uh, covered in baby oil, Firing a mounted machine gun from a from a excuse me while I cover my erection <laughs> from the back of like a flatbed truck yeah and uh, then the rock like jumps off of the flatbed truck while you're moving like ninety miles an hour like that doesn't make because he jumps forward like that's not how that works and then he actually starts physically uh, punishing the people <laughs> that he's attacking yeah and then um, these helicopters show up and they start shooting at you Vin Diesel while driving his car gets out of the window jumps onto like party the, bus jumps onto the helicopter and the helicopter oh. starts like spinning out of control because Vin Diesel is so muscular that it's like weighing down the helicopter. Yeah. And then I that think like sense. both like helicopters like crash and then he jumps off the crashing helicopter back into his car. Yeah. And then because the car would continue driving straight perfectly without a driver. <laughs> exactly. This whole, this entire time I'm just like laughing and <laughs> and Brianna just her jaw was dropped. She was just like, "Oh my god." And You're then she's like that's honestly none of this even sounds that far off of what the movies actually are. And then well, we're almost at the end. Literally this is how it ends. Vin Diesel or The Rock, one of them just goes, give it the nitrous, and then you just go faster. Yes. And then... Yeah, you, faster and more furious. Yeah, and, and then, like, you start going up, like, this, like, bridge that was, like, blown up, so it's, like, a jump. Oh, and you gotta jump the bridge. And then the girl goes, we're not gonna make it, and then Vin Diesel goes, ride or die. And then you fly off the jump, the screen goes white, and then you're just back at the landing, and then Ludacris shows back up, and he's like, yeah, you made it. You can roll with our crew anytime, fam. And then, like, Pitbull starts playing in the right ends. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. That is straight up written by Michael Bay himself. Like, he's just, he was just doing bumps of coke and just fucking wailing on his cock and just writing this stuff. He's like, Universal's going to eat this up. Oh, it's so good. good. Weird thing. Both times I went to Universal, there was a new Fast and Furious movie out. Because this past time, Hobbs and Shaw was out, and everything over by like the uh, City Walk, like the theater on there, was just all Hobbs and Shaw, everything, because it's owned by Universal. Mm-hmm. And then the last time I was there was when Fate of the Furious came out. So like, I only go to Universal when it's like Fast and Furious-centric. Like, <laughs> it's a rule. It's a rule. But holy shit, man, that is... It's a wild ride. It's intense. That's it really a, is intense. It sounds sounds like a good time. I'm <laughs> I'm jealous that I didn't get to go on it last time. We walked by it and I just went, huh. <laughs> that is it. That's all I gave it. But I was also with a group that wasn't having it. But you know what, Colin? Speaking of wild rides, mm-hmm. I want to take a wild ride somewhere. I want to fucking pedal to the metal, hit the nitrous, bruh, <laughs> and just fucking fucking fill up the gas tank. With pure testosterone, because I, I think that's how cars run. Oh, okay. Before I keep this ramp up going, how do all of these cars in the Fast and Furious world keep a full tank of gas? That's a great Do they ever run out of gas? 
Yeah, man, that's they seem to one, they're driving at high speeds, and the way that the engine sounds, the RPM's gotta be going through the fucking roof. So their gas mileage is dropping way down. And then they seem to drive forever. They drive through entire cities and then out of cities into countrysides and like around oceans and whatnot. What what is that? I want one where they just pull have to pull into a quick check for like five minutes. They really that'd be great. Yeah, they, everyone stops the chase, and they're all just at a gas station. Just, Vin Diesel's like, "Hang on a second, I gotta get a warm hot dog from inside." I was inside. gonna say, "You think these guys got funyuns?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But enough about that, because we already got gas in the tank. So there's only one place that we need to go now that we got our gas in the tank and our nitrous out the ass, bruh. <laughs> And our Funyuns, and our Funyuns, and our warm hot dogs. And that's a place I like to call the trailer park. What are we talking today? So we are talking Honey Boy. Honey Boy. Sweet Boy. He's a sweet, sweet boy because of Honey. Now, why are we doing Honey Boy? We are doing Honey Boy because Shia LaBeouf. And we haven't said it yet, but we're doing... Peanut Butter Falcon. This is Peanut Butter Butter Falcon Falcon episode. Yeah. Yeah. And... He directed this, right? Is that right? No, I'm pretty sure he wrote this. Oh, okay. I knew he had some sort of production thing that he was attached to this, and but he's also acting in it, correct? Yeah. Got yep. you. He's playing uh, the main character's father, I'm fairly certain. So but basically, I'm... he's playing his own father. Well, yeah, because this is he said that he wrote this basically about his own life. It is an exaggeration of his own life. Like, I don't think it's completely autobiographical but it's like loosely based on his experience coming up as a child actor yeah and from a father who was also in the industry Mm -hmm. so i saw i actually watched the trailer for this did i send this to you when i i think you did yeah yeah because i watched this trailer the first time and i was just like okay interesting this is um this might be a first for the show this is already played at festivals really so it already has a rotten tomato score wow yeah do you want to know what it's at kind of yeah what, tell me 100 percent. really yeah and it's not like it's got like two reviews it's not like th- almost 40 reviews but you know what that's i remember i'm sure it's different now that it's had wide release but for peanut butter falcon it's the same reason why i really wanted to see it like heard nothing about it saw a couple ads for it on instagram and i was just like this looks really interesting and it was like sitting at 100 after the festivals it was showing at yeah and it was getting like all these all this praise from the various festivals, like the thing like South by Southwest or whatever, like, and it won something there, like the audience award. I'm or pretty whatever, sure like. this played at Sundance. I think that's all the reviews are, yeah. came after Sundance. I hadn't seen the trailer yet. And then you sent it to me and I watched it. And then I went on Instagram and then I noticed that like everybody was talking about it. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. It's weird too, because like, I guess we'll talk about it more once we get to our review of peanut butter Falcon. But Shia LaBeouf, like when you say that name in the last couple of years, like it was pretty much synonymous with like, he's fucking crazy now. Yeah. It's a shame though, because when I went and saw Peanut Butter Falcon, I said to Brianna, like going like into the movie, I was like, I really like Shia LaBeouf. Like, I feel like he gets a bad rap one because he's basically been off the rock. Yeah. He's been like off his rocker for like the last like five years. And then like, (laughs) I like that off his rocker. And then, and then, and then before that he was doing transformers movies. (laughs) Yeah. But but like he has really good movies and he is a really good actor. And, um, you know, I, I I think you're almost seeing a little bit of a renaissance with him because his last three movies have been very highly praised, including this one. Yeah. It is 
crazy. I actually thought about it. Maybe I, I think I also texted this to you, but the last movie I saw from Shia LaBeouf was Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Skull. <laughs> That's I, rough. I have not seen anything that he was in that is more recent than that. Oh wow! So you didn't? You haven't seen like Fury? Nope. Oh, you I haven't should, seen you should Fury. Check out Fury. I haven't seen either of the Nymphomaniacs, Charlie Countryman, Lawless. None of that. Damn. I haven't seen the Wall Street sequel. But if you look at his Rotten Tomatoes around that time, everything is rotten. He's got he does have a lot of rotten movies. But then I mean it, you look it, at like some of his other movies and it's like It wasn't until around Fury where he finally started hitting something in the seventies. Yeah. And then after that everything's like in the eighties, eighty four or whatever. Like he's yeah, hitting like a renaissance right mm-hmm. now. There's there's a few movies too, like I was talking to someone about them and like even movies that aren't like really praised like a lot, like Disturbia is in like the sixties on Rotten Tomatoes. I really like Disturbia. That's the one where he's like the neighbor and he's like on house, house arrest. arrest. Yeah. And then his next door neighbor's a murderer and he's like invest like right. Like kind of like jokingly investigating it and then it actually like shit goes down. Yeah. But I, I really like that. He's one. also spying on his his neighbor girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I like that as a you know, when I saw that. There's a few other movies there. I didn't like this movie, but I remember Eagle Eye. Did you ever see Eagle Eye? No, but I remember all of the previews for it. Yeah. So he's like running through like a building and like a beam comes in to the building or something. So there's some sort of crazy like action set yeah. piece that but um they played in the trailer like every fucking time. My my friend though was like, I really like Eagle Eye, and then he's like, What's that at? And I was like, Oh, it's like a 30. <laughs> <laughs> you have bad taste, sir. Yeah. Holes, remember holes? I love holes. There you go. Everyone loves holes. You bet. <laughs> I'm glad that he's doing good movies or at least like getting back into it and doing like, movies that actually aren't like blow them yeah, up. Not just shit. sitting in an empty room with a trash bag on his head or yeah, something. Because I, I really like his stuff. Yeah. Well, you want to watch this trailer? Let's check it out. Let's do it. As much as I'm excited to see like Shia LaBeouf in another movie, I love Lucas Hedges. I just saw him i finally watched mid 90s oh yeah yeah i really like that movie bt dubs he is probably like on one of the hottest streaks right now really yeah he's killing it what am i being arrested for what am i being arrested for huh you think you're hot because you don't know how good i am at what i do Um, and he was in a movie I last year. That was your favorite movie of the year. Who was that kid? That's the boy pie from pie A Quiet good. Place. Not a pie fight. Oh, wow. Think it through. What you so I'm pretty sure he for? plays like the young Just version of it. It makes sense. He's got yeah. the hair. Mm-hmm. In case you fail. That must be the set of Even Stevens. <laughs> yes, man. She's filling your head full of fear. I pump you full of strength. Because we're on team, and I know you got what it takes. You're stolen. crazy looking at Shia like that. Yeah. That hair. Cheerleader, honey boy. That's another thing. He's been like transforming for roles lately. Yeah. Well, I don't need to talk about my for dad. Fury, he went straight method acting. Good take, good take. Yeah. And good job, basically, like people were like kicking him off set because he was so ridiculous about it. Yeah. Come here. I want to see him and Joaquin Phoenix acting something together. Oh, they work, work off of each other. Yeah. And Gary Oldman. Throw those three in the movie. And Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I'm just making a crazy movie now. I don't know what it's about, but it's got like 
You have brilliant sticks. Oh, I have brilliant sticks? Yeah, you I got rodeo clown sticks, so I could never make it in Hollywood. You could if you start when I did. How do you think it feels to have my son paying me? How do you think that feels? You wouldn't be here if I didn't pay you. I love movies that seem dark and sad. I was going to say, this movie looks like it's going to hit you in the feels. It looks like it's going to be a lot of things. It looks like it's going to be dark, fucked up yeah. in some parts. But I think that the fact that he is pulling from his own life almost as a source material, and like even that opening with, what's his name again? Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges. It's like an action scene that they're shooting, and he gets like blown back. That's Transformers right there, baby. And it's from like 2005. Damn, yeah, you're right. Probably It's probably Transformers. Yeah. So I wonder if this is different periods of time. Like, is he playing slightly older? I, I'm assuming he's not actually Shia LaBeouf in this. It's just based. But like, is Lucas Hedges playing the older version of curly-haired kid? Like, I wonder, or no, are that, they that, brothers? Or? No, no, that, that's, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool then. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. Because already, just from this, it's different. But you could see, like, that's even Stevens, and that other thing was Transformers, and, like, <laughs> you probably see that connection there. And it would make sense. Like, it's an interesting story because maybe it has been told in different ways, but this just looks different. Like, the dad is also an entertainer, but his his career in life seems more just like a joke. And, like, he's a rodeo clown, but his son is an actor. And that whole thing at the end where he's just like, do you think I like the fact that you have to pay me? It's like his little Son. child. Yeah. yeah, he's a child, but he's how they make their survival. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like interesting dynamic and Shia LaBeouf just looks super intense in it. Yeah. it And it looks cool. Like the, the visually it looks really cool. Yeah. It, you know what? This is also like the people putting it together. This is Shia LaBeouf's first attempt at writing, really, like like okay. a feature film. Yeah. But you've seen so many people come in with like, this is a passion project of mine, and right. they just crush it. Like especially lately, Bo Burnham, because it means a lot to yeah, them. Yeah, Greta Gerwig, and I'm pretty sure that this is also the directorial debut or like one of the first movies for Alma Harrell is the okay. director on it. But uh, she hasn't done many things that are like feature length. I think 11, 8, 16 was the first thing she did, which I think is a documentary or like a movie surrounding the date that Donald Trump became president. <laughs> oh, cool. She hasn't done a ton, I don't think. So this, I'm hoping, is something where they were both like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's different for Shia LaBeouf, but I, it seems yeah. like he has surrounded himself with people that are very like want to just do things that they're passionate about because yeah. he was talking about the peanut butter falcon and he said that like just the the passion that the people who wrote it worked on like had for it he signed up before he even read the script wow yeah that i mean that's awesome and it's interesting because of how he's removed himself from hollywood almost and the the way he can just be choosy now yeah where it's just like i'm just gonna work on stuff that i'm passionate about and passionate people are working on it too like and then you're gonna get really good quality out of out of the film and of course i think he's gonna give his all in this in terms of his performance because he wrote it so he knows the source material better than anybody he knows these characters better than anybody and these characters are based on his life experiences so it's gonna feel very personal to him i think this movie's gonna have a lot of heart and you could already see from this trailer, there's going to be a lot of pain in this. 
So oh, for sure. This yeah. is all, this almost looks like a therapy session for Shia LaBeouf. I completely agree. Which yeah. I'm totally cool to sit in on. Well, that's watch. what it looks like. <laughs> even some of like the quotes here, a film of like complete courage and stuff like that, because he probably is putting a lot stuff. out there. Yeah, yeah, probably stuff that most people wouldn't just throw out there. So, and him playing like the model of his own father, he's probably using stuff that has been told to him and that's just stuck with him since he was a, a child actor. Mm-hmm. And now he's just translating it back through this film. It's got a lot of potential. I have really high hopes for this. I'm yeah. very excited. We've talked a lot about Shia LaBeouf, but when I was saying Lucas Hedges is on fire right now, the last two years for him, this, mid-90s, Ben is back, Boyer Race, three billboards outside Evan, Missouri, and Lady Bird. Like, geez, man. Oh, yeah, Lady Bird's the other thing I saw him in recently. Mm-hmm. Damn, he has been killing it. Yeah. That's cool, too, because if you look at him, you would almost suspect him to be typecast into, like, high school movies or, like, douchey, like, action things. You know what I mean? Like, he kind of looks like your plain Jane tough guy. Like, he looks like he can play, like, a bully jock in a high school movie. Or he can play just like, like a nerdy high schooler type. You could go either way. Yeah, I was gonna but... say he, he reminds me a little bit of like Aaron Taylor Johnson from like Kick Ass, where like he could be the action hero and like a Godzilla, or yeah. he could just be like the nerdy kid like in Kick Ass or something like that. Right. But no, Lucas Hedges is one of my favorite. He might even be my favorite young like actor right now. Yeah, he's so everything he does, he's just electric and yeah. he's oh, so I, good. I loved I loved mid nineties. Did you? Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but maybe not as much as I thought I would, but it wasn't because of anything with him. Like every time he was on the screen, I was like glued to it. Yeah. I don't know if you saw Boy Erased, but that movie was one, it was super sad, but his performance in it, like as soon as it ended, I was like, he better be nominated for Oscars. Like that was amazing. Uh, I know he was nominated for Golden Globe. I don't know about the Oscars, but yeah, he was really freaking good in it. Oscars are stingy, bro. Yeah, I'm very excited for this. And I've, I mean, the fact that it's sitting at a 100%, I mean. Yeah, it's a nice start. Yeah. Even if it does drop down a little when it gets like a wide release, it's like, all right, whatever. When is this coming? I think this is coming soon. I think it's in the next like month or so. Yeah, because usually with the limited release, it's limited for like a couple weeks. Yeah. Maybe two, three weeks, and then it goes wide if it's successful. But I mean, if this is sitting at 100 and we got farewell near us it's actually coming out in november beginning of november Jeez, man i don't want to wait that long yeah i mean i guess it's good to have something to look forward to because i don't know anything else coming in november that i want to see but i really want to see this now (laughs) (laughs) but in the meantime we got peanut butter falcon so i guess we still got our shia fix for the moment we did yeah which i never thought that i would need that but here we we are. are yeah here we are so uh do you want do you want to get into the pbf well, let's get into the PBF. Let's get into the PBF and out of the fucking TP. <laughs> Trailer park. Not toilet paper. I was going to say like an Indian reservation or something. Like a TP. <laughs> let's get out of this TP. It's hot in here. There's no ventilation. That's not true. There's usually the, there's an opening in the top. Yeah, yeah, of course. We all know. Wigwam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm really excited to talk about this movie. Yeah, me too. We didn't even know this was going to be an episode. We didn't. This kind of um. This I know we we wanted to see this, but this snuck up on us. I think a little bit for sure. I because I didn't know what the movie was at all. I did not watch a trailer before going to see this. Me neither. I only saw advertisements on Instagram, and it's just like a picture, and it says like Shia LaBeouf and so and so and whatever. And he's like the peanut butter falcon. And then all I saw was just like hundred percent rotten tomatoes, hundred percent rotten tomatoes. If you look at like at the poster, like if you were going to your movie theater and you walk past the poster, you're like, 
Oh, Shia LaBeouf and Castaway. Like, that's what it looks like. It looks yeah. like it would be like some survival movie the on sea. It's like they're on a raft. Yeah. And out in the water, and you're just like, okay, what mm-hmm. is this? Also, if in January you told me, hey, there's going to be a movie later this year called The Peanut Butter Falcon, I would have just <laughs> been like, that sounds like some dumb shit to get lumped in with the rest of the garbage that comes out this year, like Sex Tuplets and Anna. Oh, oh so, Sex Tuplets, geez. So good. <laughs> Instant classic. But yeah, I would have been like, what the fuck is the peanut butter falcon? The the name is so bananas to me. Yeah. Which goes great with peanut butter. But, <laughs> but which by the way. But not so much with Falcons. But speaking of peanut butter and Falcons, mm-hmm. I got a little game for us before we actually get into the nuts and bolts of this movie. Let's do it. So we've been playing some games recently. Mm-hmm. At least if we can come up with stupid games for, based on the movie we're watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I came up with a game. I'm just going to call it, because the movie's The Peanut Butter Falcon. Mm-hmm. We're going to play a game called Peanut Butter or Falcon. <laughs> I like it. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give you a name of an actor. You're going to have to tell me if that actor has either played a falcon or is allergic to peanut butter. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it is so barely about movies. <laughs> it is half not it's even so about It's so barely movies. about movies, but so only about movies. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But caveat to the Falcon thing, mm-hmm. you might be surprised to hear that there's not a lot of people who have played characters just named Falcon. So I have incorporated people who either have played characters that go by nicknames of Falcon or it's like a last name or something like that. So mm-hmm. I have more areas to pull from. Okay. Or someone who is like literally a Falcon. It's just a Falcon. Like yeah. I looked up Falcon actors. <laughs> also very short list. <laughs> there's a real problem with representation of falcons in hollywood Mm -hmm. so basically i just want a movement for that but you ready to start this game i'm ready i feel like this is gonna be so easy (laughs) (laughs) maybe not i I don't have a ton of names out of all the games we've done i feel like only one of us has actually done well at it yeah the fast and furious quotes one i I did pretty good at but you did good the other two that hit over 50 percent on that one so all right let's go all right john calvert john calvert huh yeah Oh, man, that guy is allergic to peanut butter. That guy is a falcon. Oh, man. He's from like the 1940s. He There was like a whole series of movies. It's like the falcon and the intern or <laughs> the falcon takes Manhattan. And it's like because, you know, back then it's like you become a character and then it's just like, well, now you got to do that yeah. for every movie. So his nickname is the falcon. He has a real name that I didn't yeah, write like down. Ernest stumbles into a brothel or something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I would love that movie. Ern- <laughs> Ernest screwed stupid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, yeah, that's a falcon. Not allergic to peanut butter. All right. Damn it. I was so certain. (laughs) (laughs) Bumper Robinson. Bumper Robertson. Robinson. Robinson. Oh, that changes a lot then. Okay. (laughs) All right. Bumper. He's allergic to peanut butter. He's a falcon. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is... Wow. <laughs> Joke's on you. They're all Falcons. <laughs> I couldn't find anybody allergic to peanut butter. Yeah, nope. He's a Falcon. He's a voice actor. He does a voice in like an Avengers cartoon show. Oh, Something okay. Like that. All right, all right. Ray Romano. Ray Romano is definitely allergic to peanut butter. Yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> you got one. <laughs> yeah, I found that out today. All of this information I basically just found out today. Of course. I'll throw you another one. Okay. Lance Reddick. 
Lance Reddick. That name actually sounds familiar. It should. Um, I'll tell you after. I'm going to say he's a, he's a Falcon. He is a Falcon. Yeah. He's also another voice of Falcon in another Marvel's property. Okay. Lance Reddick is the concierge at the Continental. Ah, uh, okay. That's what, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Ooh. Bill Hader. In the star of the I'm gonna upcoming say, I'm gonna It say, Chapter 2. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that, by the way, which the one thing I keep saying is they're just like, Bill Hader's amazing in this. Yeah. That's like one, the one common theme from other reviews. I'm going to say he's a Falcon. He's allergic to peanut butter. Oh. <laughs> well, now I know what Pennywise is doing to him in the next movie. Yeah. It's like, look what I got. <laughs> no, peanuts. <laughs> the circus? The circus? <laughs> They're actually just packing peanuts. Yeah. And Bill Hader's like, ah, that doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> Pretty good Bill Hader. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Joshua Jackson. Joshua Jackson. He's a falcon. He's allergic to peanut butter. Oh man, this is this is going downhill. Yeah, I've only gotten two right, three right, two right, and I've done one, six, two, I think. three, four, five, six. Yep. Okay. All right. This is this is one. I don't know if you're gonna get this. Anthony Mackie Falcon. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was the first name I wrote down. I'm like, all right. Well, I, Anthony Mackie. He's a Falcon, <laughs> and he's allergic to peanut butter. <laughs> I I wanted that to happen so bad. I was like. Let me. I almost wrote a fake news article about how Anthony Mackie is allergic to peanut butter. Dude, just edit his Wikipedia page. Just so if anybody tried to fact check me, I could be like, no, look, it's on the internet, man. How cool would it have been if Anthony Mackie was allergic to peanut butter and a falcon? That would be crazy. This game would have been just mind-blowing. Yeah. But yeah, you got that one right. I yeah. saved that for the end because I'm like, this is a guaranteed point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. I'm like, would he throw me the bone oh. like that? Yeah, of course. Okay. I, you can't talk about falcon... And leave out Anthony Mackie. I know. I know. Easily the most famous Falcon in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But hey, man, you did you did just under fifty percent. Yeah, um, three out of seven. It's pretty good. It's for, for that game. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> yeah. It is really hard to find one uh, characters named Falcon because every time I googled it, the only thing that would come out would be like, "You mean Marvel, right?" <laughs> I'd be like, "You meant Hawk." Yeah, <laughs> nobody likes Falcons. It would have been funny if I threw in Michael Keaton because he played the Vulture. Oh, just other. <laughs> oh, I should have just done other birds. birds. <laughs> yeah, do Hudson Hawk, Bruce Willis, uh, Ethan Hawk, Ethan Hawk. There's an E at the end, so I don't know if that counts. Hawkey, <laughs> Tony Hawk. Oh, best actor in Hollywood. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, that was a fun game. I was tickled. I was tickled to come up with that game. I like that one. Yeah. You you sent me because I knew what. At first you were doing. like, "Is that real?" Like, yeah, you're <laughs> like, you're like, I'm making this game, and this is what it is. And I was like, "Are you serious?" Because that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't do research of uh, no, actors no. with peanut butter allergies. <laughs> no, I I actually decided to tell you the game that we're going to play on our next episode. Yeah. I don't, I also did not look into Be- because, any answers because I wasn't sure if we were both going to try and find games. So I was like, let me just tell him that I'm doing this one now. So he doesn't do research on it. Yeah. I had an idea for the next episode, but I like your game better. So stay tuned for that next week, folks. But now let's really, really get into peanut butter Falcon All because right. I know nothing going into it. So I didn't know director. I don't know. Writer. All I knew Shia LaBeouf Great reviews. That's all I knew when I came into yeah. this. So, Tyler Nelson and Michael Schwartz are both the directors on this movie and both the writers. Wow. And because of a Hollywood 
rule, which we've talked about when we did John our John Wick episode, Michael Schwartz gets credit for both of them. But they're 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 like a team, so yeah, just keep that in mind. But yeah, this is their feature film debut for both of them. Uh, they basically Whoa. just did shorts and um, I'm wearing shorts right now. Yeah, yeah, sh- shorts and TV. I think before this, so but this was a like a passion piece film. I think it was actually the two of them, and I think Bruce Dern. Don't quote me on that, but I think Bruce Dern also helped with this. Okay, and they they started like like Shia LaBeouf. This is the second time recently we've seen Bruce Dern in something because he was just in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Didn't yeah. He? Actually, and I just watched The Mustang, which he was in this year also. You know what you should watch? It's not from this year, but Bruce Dern is in it, is Nebraska. Is that good? It's really good. It's Bruce Dern, Will Forte, and Bob Odenkirk. Oh, nice. But it is not a... It's weird because you have Will Forte and Bob Odenkirk, and they have a, a very similar sense of humor and style of comedy, and it is so not that at all. <laughs> it's it's all black and white. It's a lot of like quiet moments, but it's some really like good raw stuff, and it is funny, but in like a very dark way. Mm-hmm. But check out Nebraska. All That's right. really good. I'll That's homework that for out. the Swampies too. If you have a chance, watch Nebraska. Nice drop. Nice drop. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, no, I think the three of them kind of came up with the idea for this movie and what they wanted to do. And like I said earlier, Shia LaBeouf signed on to this movie before the script was even written. That's cool. And then he read on it, or read the script like when it was out. He was like, oh, this is what I'm doing now. He read it. like, oh, well, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Dakota Johnson, she plays Eleanor. I recognized her from stuff, but I couldn't place what movies I've seen her in. It was funny because like I've seen her in really good stuff lately. Like she's been in a few movies that I was like, wow, she like, she's come a long way. She's, She's really good because everyone knows her from 50 Shades of Grey. Oh, okay. But lately she's been in Suspiria and Bad Times at the El Royale. Yes, that's the thing I saw her in most recently. Yeah, so I was sitting there in the theater too. I'm like, I literally, like within the year, I've watched a movie with this person. What is it? And then I clicked. I was like, oh, it's Bad Times at the El Royale. I was like, but I know her from Fifty Shades of Grey. But like, yeah. if if that's what you think of her, and you're like, oh, Fifty Shades of Grey girl, don't because she she's a really good actress. She can she can act. Yeah, I liked her a lot in this. Yeah, Zach Gottsagen is basically your driving force of the whole movie. I would say. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like definitely. I mean, and this is film debut. He was he was really good in this. He was great. Yeah. And uh, Bruce Dern, which we mentioned already, is in this. And then I mean. Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, obviously, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, we've, we've talked, talked about, about him a lot already. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's a few other people in the movie, but that's really it. Those are your like biggest players. There are actually some some interesting cameos, but I'll I'll bring them up as as they appear. I, I know I know a few of them, but I'll let, I'll let you take the reins on that. Spe- oh yeah, baby. Speaking of reins, I was unaware that this was uh, like a wrestling movie, or like not really a wrestling movie, but there was yeah. ties to wrestling. So while I was watching, I was like, man, Sky must be loving this. And speaking I, of reins, I had no idea. Zach and Shia LaBeouf, favorite wrestler, Roman Reigns. Oh, man. Now I like this movie less. <laughs> well, I'm just letting you know. Jeez. How, how did you find that out? I watched an interview interview with them. Yeah, and they, they mentioned it. Damn, that sucks. Shia LaBeouf. It doesn't that actually s- upsets me. <laughs> it doesn't seem like Shia LaBeouf is so much into wrestling, but it right. sounded like he ha- he watched some. He probably watched some while they were doing this movie. Yeah. I'm sure Zach was showing him because if he actually is a wrestling fan, which would make sense as to why he would. Mm-hmm. do this movie because it like is real for him not wrestling but like that's a real passion of his so yeah. like i mean maybe it is real to him it's real to me yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i guess uh i'll just start with this if you want to go to the movies and see like just a really good feel good movie like if you want to feel good leaving the theater go see this dude you know what i actually hate things like when you see reviews and it's like 
it's a feel good movie or it's like it's so heartwarming and stuff like it's sweet. Mm-hmm. I'm always just like roll my eyes, scoff. Yeah. This movie is though. Yeah. Like I hate the clichés, but it is really hard to not say those things about it because I legitimately felt my heart get warm. <laughs> like I was like, "Oh no, I'm dying." I'm like, "No, I'm not." The Grinch's heart grew 3 times that size that day. It did. <laughs> I was all about it, and me also being a wrestling fan, and then walking into this movie having no idea that it was going to be slightly wrestling-centric. Yeah. It's it's not... We should say this. The movie does not center around wrestling. It's just a motivating factor for our character, Zach. He is a big wrestling fan. He watches it on TV. He escapes from the nursing home that he's living at, because for some... Like, basically, he is abandoned. He has Down syndrome. He's abandoned. So he lives at this nursing home and he that the state put him in. Right. And he's frustrated because he's like, I am not old. I should not be here. So he breaks out to go run away and join this wrestling school because he was watching these old tapes. Yeah. VHS tapes. Right. So he goes searching out this wrestler that he loves. The saltwater redneck. Love that. That's (laughs) such a wrestler thing, especially like a deep south thing. So it is a motivating factor for him, but it's not like the entire movie is about wrestling. Yeah, no. Like, uh, it's really barely not. about wrestling yeah. at all. The movie's pretty short. It's like an hour and 35 minutes. Yeah. And I wanted it to be longer. I was yeah, having a great time. Yeah. But, like, the first... I mean, like, they mentioned the wrestling here or there, but, like, the first, like, hour and five minutes, maybe even more than that, like, there's no wrestling in it, really. And then yeah, you no. get, And then you get it towards the end. Like, you get kind of your it's kind of your, your payoff payoff at yeah. the movie that was a very nice surprise as a wrestling fan to be there and be like oh this movie's <laughs> about wrestling this is awesome i knew you like while i was sitting in the theater i was like sky must be loving this yeah what do you think about the acting on this i loved everything about it i didn't like the characters i wasn't supposed to like and i liked the characters i was supposed to like i was gonna say they do a great job in this movie of like not only making you like the main characters, but like making you love them. Yeah. And you really feel for them. There is no exposition in this movie. Yeah. I mean, no. n- none where they say it. Cause there's a few like flashback scenes, but yeah, they're not they, dialogue driven. Nope. They're, not they're, at all. Yeah. They're there. It's like, he falls asleep and it's like, he's having nightmares. And like, that's where you piece together a little bit of shy's history. It's funny. I they, like, it, Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, it's funny that they got John Berthall to be like, no words, just like pop. Flash- he's basically an extra. He, yeah, he basically is an <laughs> he's extra. Like, he's a featured, featured extra. He's in. Uh, Not even. He doesn't even have any lines. He doesn't. He's in like three flashbacks. No lines. Um, yeah. I just thought it was funny because kind I'm, of a waste of John Berthall. That's what I said. I was like, I was like, oh, <laughs> John Berthold. He's, he's such a good actor, and they don't use him really at yeah, all. No. But what I really like about Shia LaBeouf's character is this. They tell you very little about him. The only stuff that you learn is what he is willing to pony up. And at first, you know nothing about his character. And yeah. you learn piece by piece a little bit more, but it never takes the focus away from who the movie's really about, and it's Zack's journey. It's really about Zack's journey and kind of being out on his own and just being treated as a person. This My favorite so line like in the movie? Mark Twainian, you know? like yeah. I kept getting like Huck Finn feelings from this movie. I was, I was going to say... 
it, it does pull a little bit from a few things. Huckleberry Finn being one of them. I, I say that's the biggest thing. Halfway yeah. through the movie, I'm just like, this is modern day Mark Twain. Yeah. Wa- like, we're just watching it unfold in front of us. And the, I really liked that. There's a few things that I wanted to say just to expand on what you said. Everything that you learn about Shia LaBeouf's character, Tyler, yeah, is through his actions in the movie. They don't right. they don't tell you anything of, or like make you. And it's not like him telling stories about like yeah. yeah, back in the day this and this happened, and now I'm doing this. It's all just stuff unfolds, mm-hmm. and it's really like awesome watching the two of them together because you watch the two characters transform from each other both for the better. Like you see the two of them make an impact on each other and yeah. their dynamic is really awesome. Their acting, their chemistry together is awesome. And that lends itself to what Shia LaBeouf was saying in an interview. Like every meal that they had offset, the three of them had together, Dakota uh, Johnson and the two of them. Yeah. And, and Shia LaBeouf also said like going into this movie, he was in like a really dark place where he didn't have any friends. And then like, this was like, a huge learning experience for him because he's like, he felt like he was part of something. Yeah. And um, I think you can definitely see that on the screen. And then as far as it being a journey, I think the cinematography definitely lends itself to that because yeah. this movie is shot so well. Nigel Bluck, he's the director of photography on this. I love what he did with the camera. And this. There's so many yeah. awesome scenes. Oh, there's the, so many good shots. Like when they're walking through the tall grass, the tall grass. I love the, the one where the, it's an overhead of like them tied together. The boats oh, coming over, over the, the, when they're swimming across like the river or whatever. Yeah. That is really cool. There's, Dude. A, there's a lot where they're on like train tracks. They kind of leave the, the camera kind of on like the same plane that they're walking on. And it's just like beautiful wide shots. Like, they really make it seem like it is a journey. I loved all the scenes that were with like the boat chases and stuff like that, yeah. like the tracking shots. Those stuff were really on the great. Raft. It makes sense though because he was a cinematographer on Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring. So it's oh, like, really? oh, okay, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So you know how to film a journey. Yeah, oh, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I totally felt like it was like this big journey. It's funny because they don't really travel like they don't that go that far. far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but it feels bigger than it is because they're going on foot for most of it yeah so like they're trying to cover a lot of distance in like the slowest ways possible because they can't stick to the main roads because shia labeouf is being hunted down because he set a dock on fire yeah crazy motherfucker (laughs) they said what was it they're like twelve hundred dollars worth of fishing equipment or something like that or was it more than maybe it was twelve thousand it was more because i think it was like ten thousand or something like that or or maybe it was twelve thousand because at first he's like or he set a fire to a bunch of fishing equipment but then when he's hitching a ride in the truck they're just like yeah it got out of control got real bad a whole lot of damage so apparently since he left it got way worse Worse. and he was just like oh (laughs) shit he's like you know what i'll get out right here well they didn't they didn't attempt to put the fire out they chased him yeah they chased him instead (laughs) it's like we're gonna kill him instead yeah exactly trying to uh save our own doc Mm -hmm. i had i had one thing that was not a plot hole i was just kind of like why when he leaves the the retirement home or whatever yeah why didn't he throw his clothes out the window i don't know he just wanted (laughs) he's just (laughs) getting away that's i was just like as soon right away i was like why does he throw his clothes on the floor and then just like get dressed when he like gets down there it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but I, that was just one thing I thought of. I'm like, okay. It's just about the freedom, man. <laughs> it's about freedom. It's about getting out of there. Also, you know, just slow you down. Got to carry all these clothes. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I hate how much my t-shirts weigh me down. <laughs> Dude, I, you don't even know. Socks? Forget it. We said, though, that the movie pulls from like a few other things. I think, though, this movie has enough originality to it where it feels like its own thing. Like, I've yeah, seen a sure. I've seen a few people be like, oh, it's like this and like mud and like other things like that. And then I'm like, 
I don't really like. I see the elements in there, but I don't think it's ripping them. Like it's not a rip. Yeah, no, it's... not at all. And even when I said the Huck Finn thing, that really is just in a sense of like it's two guys on a journey, finding themselves, and like what you said, bettering themselves through their relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. Something about this innocence that is in the characters that shines through through like every action. Dude, their chemistry is incredible. Like, I bought it 100%. I mm-hmm. bought it. And that dynamic, the way it starts, when Shy is just like rigid, like, don't slow me down. And he's like, I don't need a friend type thing. And like, they're bonding. What's the first rule? It. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, that line is so funny. What's rule number one? He's like, party. He's it- like, no, no, it's not party. <laughs> <laughs> don't slow me don't down. Don't slow me down. He's like, all right. So, again, what's rule number one? party he's like no we're gonna be we're gonna work on that yeah (laughs) so good and the gradual is just like here here's a shirt and he's like i don't have any pockets and then like later he's like all right here's here's shorts and like he just ends up clothing them eventually and just i think he says to him like here's some pockets yeah exactly there's so many really sweet moments there's a lot of really funny moments i laughed a lot at this movie yeah i laughed a lot too I, i was gonna get to that but i went to the theater and there really wasn't that many people in it but when funny things happened, the theater was loud. Yeah, you can hear everybody. Yeah. This is similar for me. Like, it was probably like half full, the theater I was in. It seemed fairly unanimous that everybody was enjoying it. I, I heard people sniffling mm-hmm. during like the sad parts where I'm on one hand, I'm like, maybe they have a cold. But I'm like, well, they weren't sniffling the rest of the movie. So it's probably <laughs> this, this scene. Bitch. Yeah. Because <laughs> this movie has a lot of heart. Like yeah. a lot. Like there is, and I think that probably is coming from the production of it and having like directors that feel passionately about it. I think also just the crew involved though, like lends itself to be like that because Shia LaBeouf said, you've got your directorial like team right there. They yeah. work, they always work together. They felt like family. The uh, director of photography and one other person in the crew, they were married. Oh, wow. Um, like, the three of them did everything together. So like he said, the whole crew, everything about the production of the movie felt very like family. Like he said, he kept using the word intimate when he said it. Yeah. And that comes through very obviously on screen. Yeah. I wanted to say one thing where you're talking about like the chemistry and stuff like that. And we touched on it a little bit, but I really like the dialogue in the movie too. Yeah. Um, There's a bunch of lines that are like, I think are going to be like standouts that people will say the one line. I think that's probably the biggest standout is when he says like, are we going to die? And he's like, yeah, you're going to die. Yeah, he's, he's, I, it's just, it's just a matter that. of when he's like, and you got to like, you got to decide if you're going to have a good sto- they're gonna story. They're going to have a good story thing. to tell after. Yep. And then when, uh, when the boat is coming and he's trying to drag him like across the river, cause Zach can't swim. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tyler is dragging him across the river. And then you like, they finally spoiler alert, just the nick of time. He gets him out of the way of the shrimp boat. And he just no sells the fact that they are just in this situation. Zach's just like, well, that's a good story to tell. And he just starts walking, walking. away and Shai's just laying there just like, <laughs> kind of like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just killed himself to do this. But like Zach's totally unfazed now that he's like in safety. And he's just like, all right, moving on. That that like, entire sequence, I think, was the standout like moment of the movie for me. Just the dialogue, the cinematography, the humor, like loved oh, all of it. I loved once they built the raft and they're at like their first campgrounds and like they're drinking and he's that was training really awesome and wrestling. Yeah. Dude, there are so many moments. Oh, I love the scene when they're on the raft and he's like, why don't you try holding your breath? And then as soon as he goes down, they start having a conversation. conversation. That was another part where everybody in the theater laughed because he came up. He's like, how was, how long was that? He's like, that was a long time. And then uh, Dakota Johnson's character is just like, 
why don't you go back down yeah, for like more? Not, not long enough or something like yeah, that. Yeah, not long enough. Try again. <laughs> so that we, because at first she, she was like, hey, don't have him do that. But then he's doing it. And then Shia LaBeouf like calls her out for like kind of talking down to him and like treating him like a child. He's like, don't, don't do that. He's like, I, I don't like you calling him retarded. And she's like, I would never say that word. He's like, maybe you're not saying the word, but you're treating him like he can't do things. Don't do that. Cause you might not be saying it, but you're sure shit making him feel like he is. Yeah. I love all of that stuff. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's also like an awesome kind of message. It, and I think it's super important. Not to get like too deeply personal, but like I have family members who, who have different uh, disabilities and stuff. So I grew up thinking that's just normal. So it's like weird because there are things. And I also like that the movie doesn't shy away because there are dipshit people out there who are just like, fuck you, retard, and like say shit without like thinking yeah. mm-hmm. and i really like the way that they framed it in zach's character because it's a very real thing that he doesn't ever take it as like Man, i can't believe they said that to me he's just like yeah i'm not gonna be good at stuff and shia LaBeouf's like why he's like oh my coach told me like i'm just a retard and he said like and, but he says it like also in such another good moment too he's like yeah. probably a shitty coach yeah he's like probably shitty coach how many games you guys win yeah and he's just like no he's like yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. and I love the I that I think is super important, and I think that it's something that I mean, one already people are are gonna praise the movie because it's a really good movie. I was worried going into it once I found out, like cent- centering around a um a Down syndrome person, that I didn't want this movie to use it cheaply to try and pull emotion. Because you're like that same thing with Dakota Johnson's character where like you're talking down to them and it's just like, oh, hey, buddy, like, no, fuck you. Just talk to them. Talk to him like he's a person. Yeah. If you you treat people differently because you see them as different, they're going to feel different. Just treat them as you would anybody else because it's what they deserve. So I really like that this movie understood that and treated it with respect because I feel like other directors who maybe wouldn't have had as much of a intimacy or attachment with such a story might have used the fact that you have a Down syndrome actor playing this character as like a way to gain sympathy from your audience. Mm -hmm. I think in some ways it's designed to do that. Yeah. But in the actions and dialogue of like the characters and stuff like that, they it sends you a real message to be basically be like, no, that's not how you should do things. Right. That's what I mean too about it not shying away because it shows really what you would have to face in that situation. And you do have ignorant people calling them names and stuff like that and mm-hmm. treating them differently. So I like that it showed that through the perspective of not only Zach, who actually has Down syndrome, the actor, and also through a perspective of somebody who doesn't care about that and doesn't treat them as different because of any challenges that they have. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie hits a lot of notes for me. Yeah, no. Like the, I, between the, the wrestling and, like, that message, it's like, this movie felt, like, deeply personal for me. I left the theater and I texted you right away, and I was like, okay, so w- was your grade this? Because I, like, really liked it. Like, Yeah. We'll get to that at the end. My grade actually changed between the day I saw it until the day after. Yeah. So, but we'll we'll talk more about that. We'll go into Easter eggs and stuff like that because I know you want to get into cameos and stuff. Yeah, but, baby. Um, one thing I do want to say that I did not like. 
Okay. I don't like the, the very forced romantic thing. Yes. Her character standpoint, it didn't seem to make much sense why that would happen or why it would happen so quickly. Like, I guess she's, she's like, wow, this guy's really like great. But like she saw him like earlier in the movie being a scumbag and stuff like that. And right. like also it's just kind of like she's there to do a job for most of the movie. Right. I don't think she's really focusing on that. And Well, I think the way they try to set that up is that she's already in turmoil with that job because she doesn't appreciate the way that the institution is treating Zach. Well, yeah. And she cares about him more than she cares. She cares about his well-being more than she cares about what the line she's supposed to tell is. So I think part of it is her coming to terms with doing what I'm told is not what's best for him. So I'm going to worry about more. It's best for him and seeing the way that Tyler treats Zach that warms her heart to Tyler. Yeah. For me, like the movie's an hour and a half long, whatever you said it was, hour and 35. They yeah. don't meet each other. Like, they don't actually, like, become, like, in the same area for a long extended period of time until, like, hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, like, 50 minutes into yeah. the movie. And the first part of that, like, first, you know, 10, 15 minutes is them kind of arguing a little yeah. bit more. And then it's... As, as it always has to be. Yeah. And, but then, like, that. also, like, you find out the thing about, like, her husband and stuff like that, her ex-husband. Everything just seemed to happen. Like, it, it didn't seem organic. It seemed very, like, forced. Like when they finally kissed, I was kind of like, okay, like that was at least awkward. <laughs> at least I like that he kissed her to distract her. So it almost fits on brand with his character through the movie. So it wasn't, he wasn't kissing her just for the romance of it. It is that because he does obviously like her and she likes him, but like he leans in, kisses her, and then handcuffs her to the steering wheel so that she can't stop Zach from wrestling. Cause spoiler, they get down to Florida and they actually meet the saltwater redneck. I love that when they get there, he's just like kind of put off by everything. But I love when he comes back with the car and like the full makeup. makeup. And he's yeah. just like, what's up? And he's like, <laughs> he's fucking like ripping donuts and yeah. stuff. And like his fucking Corvette or whatever he's got. It's, it's like such 80s wrestler <laughs> douchiness that's over the top crazy. Like, I love it. And it's super like Florida. Yeah. <laughs> it's super Florida. Yeah. I, I really liked when they, when they actually met. Cause the that real Walter Redneck. There's a few things in the movie that I think are predictable that you can predict them going in. Yeah. When they got to the Saltwater Rednecks like house. Yeah, I knew that wasn't gonna be Well, like when we set got up. when we got there, like and once it starts playing out and he's like older and stuff like that, in my head I was like, Oh, I have a feeling that it, this is it's gonna be something else where it's like you don't need that. Like you can do something like I figured that it was going in a different direction and then it just comes back around. And then, so I was, I was like, Oh, when they were going down there, I knew I was like, they're going to get there and it's going to be closed. Yeah. Or he's going to be gone or he'll be dead or something like that. But did you expect it to go the way it did where it turns, he was going to come back around. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I was trying to anticipate anything by that point. Cause by that point I had already enjoyed so much of the movie that I just wanted to see what it was going to give me. The way the whole like end part plays out too is like really awesome. Not to go into too much detail, but there's like a few things going on at the same time and like one thing's hitting you like really emotionally and the other thing is like terrifying you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. So uh there's a bunch of cameos we talked about. Mm -hmm. Some real pro wrestlers are actually in this movie. Mm -hmm. So not the guy playing the saltwater redneck, who's played by uh Thomas Hayden Church, who's awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're a big fan of Spider-Man 3, but he's the Sandman. Oh, no. I, 
Dude, I caught that right away. I, I stood up my seat and I started like, applauding. Look at that Sandman. He also plays Lobster Johnson in the new Hellboy movie. I didn't know that. Really? Probably because I tried to block that movie out of my memory <laughs> while it was going on. Well, he's also in Daddy's Home. Oh. So, <laughs> great, great career. No, oh. but I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's also in John Carter. And, <laughs> okay, this is a bad framing. I like him a lot in Sideways. So anyways, <laughs> he's a saltwater redneck, but his buddy, Jake, in the movie, uh, is also Jake the Snake Roberts from WWF yeah. fame. The Federation. The Federation days. But I thought I was super excited to see him in it because he's also had like a really rough go, but he's like recently like got his life in order. Basically, he was like on death's door, like alcoholic, like a lot of issues and stuff. But um, it was cool seeing him. Also good just for the credibility. You're making a movie kind of about wrestle. It's not about wrestling, just has wrestling involved in the story. Yeah. So you actually have real wrestlers and then they go to market it too. Yeah, exactly. It it just helps sell the idea of just like, all right, there's some, there's going to be some good stuff in here, but also having those people involved probably give you like, they're probably more like, I feel like there's some with the creative process. They're probably like, no, it wouldn't be like that. It would do, you know, I noticed it in the movie itself because uh, saltwater, we'll just call him for short. Yeah. When he's training Zach at first, he's just like, all right, so like what stuff from the video did you see that you want me to teach you this or that and blah, blah, blah. And he's like suggesting things. Mm-hmm. I think you could almost tell that he doesn't really know any wrestling lingo, but then you hear Jake the snake kind of chime in. He's like, start with collar and elbow, which mm-hmm. is, which is a tie up. And that's like a legit, like that's like day one wrestling school stuff. So I, th- I think there were moments in the movie where they were allowed to kind of, ad lib a little bit and add their own actual expertise because the same thing kind of happens because later Mick Foley is in it who is Mankind aka Cactus Jack aka Do Love (laughs) it adds an authenticity to when they are talking wrestling because you have real wrestlers using real lingo and it adds just another cool element to the movie Mm -hmm. for me as a wrestling fan yeah no no, I I like that I know those people were actual wrestlers Uh, I I think it, it came through yeah well especially when they're in the uh, convertible drive into the wrestling show, and Jake the Snake is like two feet taller than everybody I in the really car. I really like that scene too. Yeah, and they're all yelling, and he's just sitting there, like with his arms crossed, just looking dead straight. Yeah. You got anything else you, you want to get on, or? Oh man, no, I don't think so. I've I've been waiting to talk to you about this. Like I said, I almost wrote a review, and then I was just like, maybe you should see this, and then we were like, we got to do an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because. I left the theater then and I was like, okay, you can post your review. And then I was like, what are we doing after? Like, or what, you know, yeah. what are we doing? We have these two, this movie planned. And then what are we doing after that? And you're like, maybe we should just do this one instead. Yeah. Well, cause then we looked ahead. I'm like, what's coming soon. I'm like, there's literally nothing coming out next week. At least that we would want to do a review. on. Yeah. There's <laughs> like a bunch of garbage movies that are all sitting at like 13% right now. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, there's, there's just slim pickings right now. We are clearly out of the summer cram because now they're kind of slowing down and now we're starting to see more like Oscar contenders coming yeah. out, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with. Like, oh yeah, I could use some fucking good movies yeah. in my life. There's movies that are bad that are coming out, but every like two weeks, there's like a really fucking good movie. I'm fine with that because I yeah. felt like for the summer cream, there's a lot of movies coming out, but most of them were like C's, yeah, mid grades, you know, like mid grades. I'd rather see things that are coming out that I'll, like every few weeks, I'm like, wow, that's going to stick with me. Yeah, for sure. So, so let me ask you something. What's up? I remember early reviews of this had it sitting at a hundred for a long time. 
Then it went wide release. Grades tend to change. What is the tomato tomato for this movie? The tomato tomato on this movie. Tomato, the critics are bringing it in at 95%. All right. It's really good. Is tomato. That, is that A plus? That's like that's right a, at that's the... That's an A. And then the audience bringing this in at a 97%. Okay. Tomato, 95. Tomato, 97. Day I saw the movie, I would have told you tomato. Mm-hmm. The following day, and now, I'm going tomato. Mm-hmm. I gave this movie an A+. Plus. Nice. The day I saw it, I was like, that movie's an A for me. And then the very next day, I kept thinking about scenes. Like, it stuck with me. It's weird because I re- I obviously really liked Endgame and John Wick. This is the best movie I've seen all year that's not like a blockbuster. You like this more than Hollywood? Oh, yeah. Well, is that not a blockbuster? I mean, it's like... I mean, you, you, I'm, I mean it's I'm, not I'm like just action, curious. It's not action blow-em-up stuff. You know what? Yeah, I guess I do because I graded it higher. Damn. Yeah, I like it better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'll throw it down. It's very, very different. Mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I felt like dragged a little bit at certain times. Mm-hmm. This movie, I was attentive the entire time. It didn't really lose me. The only thing that would slip the grade down a little bit is just that relation with Shia LaBeouf and Dakota Johnson, but I didn't hate that. Like It didn't take away from the total movie-going experience because... Even though they did have that flimsy connection, it was it was never a centerpiece of the story. Like it never took away from what the actual story was doing. Yeah. So yeah, like at first I was like, that's an A. I'd probably put it like around like a 94, 95. And then the next day I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I'm like, it's a fucking A plus. What what scenes were like staying with you? The entire climax. I love because the the setup of just like oh the atomic throw. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which is also not called an atomic throw, BT does. It's called a, uh, a gor- that's like gorilla. Like, so there's like gorilla press slam or there's like gorilla drop and stuff like that. That's when you straight up lift somebody over your head. Ultimate Warrior used to do that. So then he says like, oh, like you can't actually do that. People do it all the time. Braun Strowman does it in WWE currently. Okay. So like people can do that. And it's not called that. They made it more theatrical. Right. There's an atomic drop, but that's where you are behind somebody. You lift them up onto one shoulder and then you drop them down like they're in a seated position on your one knee. So like you're just knee to ass (laughs) and it looks like it sucks (laughs) or an inverted atomic drop. You drop their crotch onto your knee. Oh, like you lift them up and then you bring them down. But you're not just holding them straight over your head. So that is a real thing. People actually do it. I loved how just kind of magical that moment was. Yeah. And like, he just goes flying like after being a dick that whole time. That's it's just saying. super triumphant. He, go- he goes flying. It's triumphant. But then the part that's leading up to that, the guy's just going to take a crowbar to try a buff. And you're like, yeah, ah. and it's like all slow motion. And like, just shy is like, so like entranced by watching Zach's achievement that he doesn't even notice that the fact that he's about to get cracked in the dome. Yeah. Yeah, that whole that whole thing stuck with me a lot. That stuck the, with me too. The stuff when they were on the beach and they were drinking the rum and like doing doing all like the peanut butter falcon stuff, mm-hmm. where like actually built on the wings, like all of that really like stuck with me. Yeah, and and when they were going through the corn, the rule number one is part. Like yeah, at, I could almost tell you the entire movie scene by scene, <laughs> and the only other movie that really did that for me was like Endgame, which by the way. I've rewatched since it came out on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. It's like first time I've watched it since seeing it last time in the theaters. Um, I still cried. Same. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> that happened to me too. And I smiled. I had the. I must have looked like a fucking goon 
Like I was smiling so big and so hard for uh, the Hail Hydra thing again. Yeah. I think I texted you. I was like, I'm a fucking idiot. Like I'm a, <laughs> I'm a full grown child. But sorry, we got on a little tangent. It's okay. What what's what's your grade? What's your tomato tomato? Where are you sitting? I'm going tomato. Okay, I had a feeling you might. And I'm going to A. Okay, I I actually expected that, which yeah. is totally fine. No, I'm not offended. Yeah, the only things that brought it down. The the relationship thing, like yeah. I like that's such something I hate in movies. Yeah, I I forced don't, romantics. Forced romantics. I don't think she needed a romantic interest at all. Like yeah, I or him. You, you could have had the them. same outcome in the movie without that. I really didn't like that. That's something that just all movies, if it's very forced like that, it kind of annoys me. Okay, and then just at parts, there's some things that like are a little predictable. I think like the way like the movie wraps up, it's kind of what you expected it to be like. So yeah, I actually thought midway through the movie, I was just like Shia LaBeouf has to die. I feel like I was like, that's going to be the end is Shia LaBeouf dies. Dies. Yeah. I had a feeling. So, um, I mean, it's nice that they ended it the way that they did. It may have been more but... impactful if he did die. Like, you know, I kind of felt with like the whole feel good vibes and stuff like that. I was like, it's probably going to be them. The three of them going off into the sunset into Florida. And that, that's what it was. Yeah. But no, re- really good time. This is this is great. Actually, uh, me and my girlfriend have gone to a lot of movies and a lot of them have been bad. Our last two, though, really good because it was yeah. this in Hollywood, I think. So nice. Yeah. I I really want to see this again with Megan. I showed her the trailer for it when I came home. think she would love it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will love it because it's a really fucking good movie. Yeah. If, if this is playing and you've got a day to go to the movies, definitely go see this. Oh. Please, 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 for the love of God, support this movie because it is really good and movies like this don't get the attention that they deserve. And maybe it will because, I mean, it's getting a lot of praise from critics. It's getting a ton of praise from how often do we see the audience and the critics like on the same page? On the same page and to that degree. Yeah, because sometimes everybody's just like, yeah, we all agree this is a 70. But never do you get it where critics are like, this is in the mid 90s for me. And then audiences are also like, yeah, this is definitely like in that 95, 97 range. Like, I think it's, I mean, one, the craft is there. Like, like we were talking about the cinematography awesome. and, the, and the acting and stuff like that. But also like just from like a regular moviegoer, it's such a good like feeling movie. It's such it's a not, feel good movie. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. And it also doesn't bog you down with too many characters. It's really just about the three. And it's mostly just about Shia and Zach. Yeah. Like, they are the first half of the movie, maybe even closer to two-thirds, mm-hmm. before Dakota Johnson joins them. I yeah. mean, she's in the movie, like, she's, but she's not part of their they, like, team They, keep yet. cutting back to her and stuff like that. Right, because she's yeah. looking for Zach, so they keep cutting back to where her search is taking her. But yeah, if you can if you can get out to see this movie, definitely go see it. It hasn't yes. made its money yet. I don't know that's if that's almost surprising. It doesn't look like it would have cost that much to make. That's the thing. It didn't. It cost $6 million and it's only yeah. at four. So yeah, people need to go support this movie. It doesn't deserve to fail. Yeah. Well, I was going to say failure like, of a movie. I don't know if the agenda for it was to be a financially successful movie, like right. we'll blow the doors off the box office, but it, w- it would just be really nice if you went and saw it because it's, it's, you know, a great movie, good message, and it's better than most of the shit that's out right now. Yeah. No, it's probably better than everything else that's out right now. So what else is out? Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Think that's gonna beat it? <laughs> like, no, no, bro. Scary stories. Yeah, it, it, um, I would say it is the best thing out right now. Yeah. So. Well, they did actually just put Trolls and Shrek back in our theater for and some weird Kung reason. And Kung Fu Panda. And uh, the Crudes. <laughs> really? 
Yeah, I don't. There must be some sort of like I if DreamWorks, it's DreamWorks thing. like yeah. yeah, there must be some sort of event that's going on with AMC where they're doing that. I don't know. It's weird. I don't appreciate it. Giant crossover event. They saw the Avengers and all like, oh, but shit. it's killing me. It's it's making it so now there's only like two showings of every movie. Yeah, like there is no. Also, I think there's a staffing issue at the AMC bias because I used to always go because I talk about it all the time. I go to like nine thirty a.m., ten a.m. showings. They do not have showings before noon now at our theater, which also means you can't get discounted tickets. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because the discounted tickets are before noon. They also uh, raise the price of a ticket. I mean, like, with the a I mean, yeah, thing, it doesn't matter to us because we're fucking Yeah, legends. but, like, I bought, I bought a, actually bought a ticket the other day, and it was 16 bucks, And I was like, what? What? Yeah. In in Middletown here? Yeah, 16 bucks for a ticket. Jeez, bro, that's messed up. Yeah. That we, makes it more, like, get the A-list then because. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically the price of one ticket. Anyways, 20 bucks for a whole month, and it's like, well, one ticket's 16 so all you got to do is go the movie twice and it's more than more paid for than, itself. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Well, we got to get sponsored by AMC. Also, they need to hire more people so that I can go to the movies at 9.30 a.m. I totally understand why they would do it because I would constantly be one of two people in there. It's probably not cost effective to run your movie theater so that one guy can go in there. Yeah. Who's not even paying for the tickets <laughs> and <laughs> not getting concessions. They're paying I'm not, for it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm not even eating popcorn at nine 30. So I literally just walk in and I go, here's my ticket. Bye. <laughs> so yeah, I understand, but I'm a little bit disappointed cause it sucks. Cause now it's like my whole fucking day is wasted. Cause it's like going to the movies in the middle of the day sucks, but I also don't want to go at night. I'm going to go on uh, if anybody's looking for a job, I'm, I'm sure the AMC theater in Middletown, New York is hiring. So go on their website and apply and let them know that you want to work early morning shifts Mm -hmm. so that your boy can go back to the theaters and let them know that's a subscribe to two dudes movie reviews and give us a five star written review on iTunes. And when you get the interview, let the manager know to reach out to their higher ups so that AMC can sponsor our show because we talk so highly of them. We really do. But we also equally shit on them. We, we have, have a real love hate relationship. Well, we have, but at this, like, I feel like the only time we ever shit on them was when we couldn't get our end game tickets, and we're like, no. Well, I but shit th- on them when they but, don't recognize the priority line. But then, but then think think about this too, though. The only time we've ever gone to a regal, we flipped out on one of their boys. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, we are loyal to AMC. We may have gone to a different theater. But we didn't like them. Yeah. <laughs> Although I was pretty hype on the fact that they had churros. Not that I got any churros, but it was nice to see the, the option. That yeah. was great. You're like, what are you doing? Yeah. So tell AMC, sponsor our show, give us some free memberships to the A-list, because, hey, how much better would it be if we didn't have to pay anything to see a movie? Yeah. Think about that, guys. <laughs> yeah. Or at least just like free popcorn for a year or something. I don't know. And then uh, also tell AMC to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so that they can win free shit. Or if you don't want AMC to, to win, you do it yourself. <laughs> exactly. Don't let AMC win free shirts. That would be funny to just send that to like their corporate office and they're like, what the fuck? You know what? I'm going to send them a package anyways. You should. <laughs> with our gonna... faces on it. That yeah. One. And just a... a like a letter written like a ransom note, like sponsor our <laughs> podcast or else. Why is it? <laughs> Why'd they cut out the letters? We know who it is. <laughs> yeah, we write our names on it. It has our return address it's and everything. Sky and Colin. <laughs> yeah, like we listen to these guys every week, sometimes twice a week, but not anymore because Summer Cram is dead. Yeah. Yeah. Womp womp. 
Womp womp. Don't be sad. We're getting Tosker season. Yeah, baby. It's going to be fun. So stay tuned. And on that note, suck it, you swampies.